Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. In this podcast, we take a reading from Scripture each day. We look at the background material to that passage and also application for us. Once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading tonight comes from Romans chapter 10, verses 5 through 8. Now, these are just a scant few verses, but what is really cool about these verses, when you look at Romans 10, 5 through 8, you're going to see Paul take three major passages from the Old Testament and mash them together to make his argument. He's going to take from Leviticus 18, verse 5. Now, here's a really cool thing about Leviticus 18, verse 5. The Jews in the time of Jesus looked at Leviticus 18, 5 as like John 3, 16 to us today. It was kind of the verse that summed up everything the law of Moses was all about. I'll read that verse to you in just a minute to help you as we read this passage. He also quotes from Deuteronomy chapter 9, and he quotes from Deuteronomy chapter 30, and he mashes all these together to make his argument. And it is a fascinating argument. I'm going to tell you right now, it is a very difficult argument to parse through. At first, you'll look at this and go, oh, this, this isn't too hard. I got this. And then you start really reading through carefully and you think, what in the world is Paul saying? It is not so easy. But Paul is building his argument on what he said before in chapter 10 in the first few verses. First of all, he tells us, hey, he wants all Israel to be saved. Then he says, listen, they've got a zeal for God not based on knowledge, and that's the knowledge of Jesus the Messiah. Then in verse 3, he says, okay, they were ignorant of the righteousness of God. And in that case, God's righteousness is his right dealing by sending his son as the answer. So God is righteous by sending Christ. And so they try to seek and and establish their own righteousness apart from faith in Jesus. Then in verse 4, he says, Jesus is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. So the entire law of Moses was pointing toward Jesus, flooding. I think of uh, multiple rivers that come together into one giant torrent, one, one river. The Old Testament is flowing together to point us directly at Jesus. He is the end of the law. So that's where Paul picks up his argument in verses 5 through 8. Before I read verse 5, let me take you uh, to Leviticus 18 verse 5. So it'll, you'll, you'll be able to pick this out in the passage when you hear it read. Okay, So here's Leviticus 18 verse 5. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my rules. If a person does them, he shall live by them. I am the Lord. So here's the point of of that passage. The writer of Leviticus, Moses, is saying it's simple, guys. Keep God's statutes and his rules, and you'll have life. You will be okay. And we know later the stipulation for Israel to stay in the land They get the land of promise. They're in Canaan. If they want to stay in the land, they have to obey the law. We know they're not going to do that. We know they're going to disobey, and they're going to be sent into exile. So another passage that Paul is going to quote is Deuteronomy uh, chapter 30. And so this is a really important passage in Paul's argument. Uh, And you probably have heard this before. It's, It's probably familiar to you, Deuteronomy 30, but I want to just... Read to you from the ESV. Paul actually quotes from the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Old Testament, when he quotes this passage. But I want to read to you the ESV. And this is going to sound familiar to you. You probably heard Deuteronomy 30, 12 through 14. But let me read it to you at this time. It is not in heaven that you should say, 
who will ascend to heaven for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. Now, real quick, Deuteronomy is talking about the law. So he's saying, who's going to go to heaven and bring the law to us so we can hear it and do it? Here's verse 13. Neither is it beyond the sea that you would say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. So he's saying, okay, you don't have to go across the sea to obey the law of Moses. It's right here. It's easy. It's right here with us. Verse 14, but the word is very near you. It is in your mouth, in your heart, so that you can do it. So Deuteronomy's argument is you don't have to go up to heaven to find it. You don't have to go across the sea to find it. It's right here in your heart. It's right here before you. So with those two verses in the background, or those two passages, let me read Romans 10, 5 through 8. I hope you're still with me, by the way. I hope I haven't lost you and bored you to death. But roll with me on this. And, and by reading those other passages and now coming to Paul's use of them, maybe it'll make a little bit of sense of what he's trying to do. So here is Romans 10, 5 through 8. For Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law, that the person who does the commandment shall live by them. You probably recognize that. That comes from Deuteronomy 8 or Leviticus 18. Verse 6, But the righteousness based on faith says, Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. So you notice how he has replaced the law with Jesus in this reading. So what the law could not accomplish, now Jesus accomplishes. Now let me just give you the big picture here and try to make this as simple as possible because it's even confusing for me trying to think through this. I will tell you in this passage, there are probably about six different ways to interpret this and that's not a joke. That's not an exaggeration. So let me give you a thumbnail sketch of basically what Paul is saying. There was this belief in Judaism that to return from exile, so just think about 586 BC, the Babylonians take um, Judah into exile, and it's because they had been disobedient. The ten northern tribes had already been pretty much obliterated by Assyria. So what's left over, these two tribes to the south are taken to Babylon. There's, there's, there's this belief that to truly return from exile, Messiah would have to come, and the people would have to really obey the law. So the Pharisees, when they come back to Jerusalem, their number one goal was to get the people totally purified and to get them obedient to the law and to all these rabbinical laws. And if everybody just gets on the same page and obeys the law of Moses, Messiah will show up and vindicate Israel and throw the Romans out and do all those things they wanted him to do. They were partly correct. They were partly correct. And here's where it gets technical. They could never do that. On their own steam and authority, they could never perfectly obey the law of Moses and somehow usher in this new messianic age. So what God does in Jesus is radically, really unbelievable. Jesus embodies Israel. He comes and he is, just as Israel was God's son, Jesus is God's unique son. He comes and obeys the law perfectly, what Israel could never do. And then he takes on the curses of the law that Israel deserved to have put upon them and goes outside the camp and is killed for his people. And now we're being told to, that true return from exile means we must be in Jesus. So if you're in Christ, 
in him you are in some sense obedient to the law, but also you take on the curses of the law that Jesus kind of took on for us. So that's one simple way to see what's going on in this passage. So when we read it now and we go back and look at it, let's think about what Paul is saying. I'm going to go back and read it and just try to explain as, as we're going through it. Okay, So I'm going to read it one more time and try to explain verse by verse what Paul is arguing based on what I've told you already. For Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law, that the person who does the commandment shall live by them. So he's setting them up in verse 5 and saying, Okay, Moses said this, and you guys have tried it, and it's, it's not working. You can't be obedient. This righteousness of your own, apart from God's righteous dealings in Messiah Jesus, it's just not getting anywhere. Verse 6, but the righteousness based on faith, so this is looking back through the lens of righteousness based on faith, says, do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down. Well, Jesus is the one that came from heaven, right? He's the one that, that came to us and brought salvation to us. Who will descend into the abyss? Did not Jesus go into the abyss for us? Did he not die for us and go into literally the Hadean underworld? We know that when he says that to the thief on the cross. This day you'll be with me in paradise. So he goes into death. Okay, so Jesus does that for us. But what does it say, verse 8? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. And what word is that? That's the word of faith. The word of faith. So what the law could not accomplish, now faith in Jesus accomplishes. So when we're children of faith, and we're in this covenant community of faith, and we're attached to Jesus, union with Christ, and, and I can't overemphasize this enough, how it's so important to understand union with Christ in the theology of Paul. If you're united with Christ, remember he's already talked about that in Romans 6, if you're united with Christ, in him, he was obedient. He was victorious. He also took on the curse. And so now through this word of faith, it's accessible. This righteousness that, that Israel has been trying to attain through their own effort and apart from the righteousness, righteousness of God. So I'm hoping tonight this made a little bit of sense. I tried my best. Uh, you may probably have given up on the Illuminated Word podcast forever at this point. But we warned you from the outset, this is not an easy passage. Um, if I had time, there's there's a paraphrase that Michael Bird gives on this passage. It is very lengthy, but um, maybe another time I can go through that paraphrase for you. We have more time on another podcast where he paraphrases chapter 10 in the basic argument. So maybe at the end, looking back, we can go over that paraphrase of chapter 10 to kind of wrap it all together. But that's the best I could do with a, with a difficult set of verses and it kind of sets you up for the end of this chapter because you're going to see some stuff some memory verses that we learned as kids that are very important uh, like verse 17 faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of christ if you don't understand that word of christ concept and that the idea of faith and what jesus has done according to paul that that's not going to have much power in your life that's why it's really important to kind of work through these difficult passages so these ones we've learned our whole life will kind of come alive and make a little bit more sense to us. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Illuminated Word. Um, I'm just so humbled by our listeners. I don't say it enough how thankful I am for you. When we get emails and just 
um, good comments. It, it really, really encourages us in this ministry. So we just wanted to bless you. And I think the Bible is awesome. Um, there's nothing better than, than studying Scripture and have it uh, affect you and change you and challenge you. And I hope it's doing that uh, through this work, the Scripture speaking to you and challenging you uh, as you walk with Christ. Well, we will see you back tomorrow, and we will keep trucking through chapter 10. God bless. Hope you have a wonderful day. Bye.